Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contest with huge cash prizes up for grabs. You know, I recently actually won uh, a lot of money on DraftKings. Uh, I bet that uh, Tom Brady would get unbelievably and undeservedly lucky in a Super Bowl <laughs> or a big game in general. So wow. make that make that bet every time. How much did you win? Uh, just millions of dollars. <laughs> I'm just going to bet it every game. Just, just enormous. Like Tom Brady's going to get an enormous break, and there's still going to be a you know a horseshoe shoved firmly up his ass. But DraftKings. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you want to also become a millionaire like me, uh, use DraftKings. So this week's jam packed with action, ranging from basketball to golf, and DraftKings has plenty of ways to have a front row seat for you to have a front row seat for all the action. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and is simple to do. Wow, excitement to every night and simple to do. Sounds like my kind of night. Uh, (laughs) Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple. Each player has a salary associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap and then sit back and watch your points pile up like Taylor. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion, $2 billion of which has gone to Taylor, to users across sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get in on all of the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. That stands for the Hockey Podcast Network. You're darn right it does. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and Buffalo Fanatics. As always, I'm Brendan. And I'm Taylor. And Taylor, I'm straight up having a bad time right now, man. Oh, the Sabres man. suck. Yeah, why did we do this? Why did we decide to do this podcast? Because it was ultimately with the goal of us becoming the podcast for Seattle. We, we show we have oh, our chops. Right. We yeah. know a little bit about hockey. You know, we have a good understanding. We follow the team on a day-to-day basis. And then eventually when the time comes, whenever, you know, our, our, uh, our heads at the uh, Hockey Podcast Network are like, hmm, I wonder, we should probably start looking into bringing on the Seattle podcast. Boom. We do it. We First offer class ourselves. Flight. We will say that. We will move to Seattle. Of course, Hell yeah. I everything. love Frazier. <laughs> hey, so. Ken Griffey Jr. is my favorite baseball player of all time. So, like, I have that in common. Ichiro's cool. I have depression. Mm. <laughs> Cold and rain. Yeah. Good wow, match. That would, that would match uh, for us then. Yep. Yep. That would fit. Huh. Interesting. I think this could work. I do. Think I'll drink this- Russell Wilson's uh, smart water, it'll cure my scoliosis or whatever. Well, not if he gets traded to the Bears or the Raiders. That's true. In that case, I'm also available to be the starting quarterback of the Seahawks. Okay. I like where we're headed with this then. Well, 
the reason we say this, everybody, uh, is because things are bad. Things are, are really, really, really bad. The Sabres have won only two of their last 11 games. <laughs> um, oh, my Jeremy God. White, Jeremy White pointed this one out earlier. This is way worse. You ready for this one? Oh, Nine boy. of their last 41. Jesus. In Same regulation one? or... Overall. Uh, I gotta be regulation regulation. Yeah. Nine regulation wins in their last 41. Games. That's a thumbs up. I don't know if you can see that there, uh, listening at home, but I'm giving a big thumbs up. Oh, we man. all went into the season and said, you know what the most important thing is when you're playing only teams in your division. And that's the only playoff race you're in is to don't worry too much about winning in regulation. Nah, who needs it? Just get at, the, at least they're losing in regulation now. That, that's it's nice annoying. of them to give other teams points. You know, it's it's really nice and oh, kind. Oh, generous. Oh, very you know, much so. so. It's been more of the same with what's been been plaguing this team. First of all, uh, Lena Solmark being hurt has proven to be as devastating as everybody thought because Carter Hutton continues to be bad. We got a little bit of uh, Jonas Johansson action the other night. Didn't make a difference. Aside from the goaltending dilemma, uh, the, the forward lines continue to be a mess. Victor Olofsson is just cratering lines at five on five. Uh, and Ralph refuses to switch him out with Jeff Skinner, who was pretty dominant uh, against the Rangers. He, of course, did not score a goal yet. But as has kind of been a trend for this season, he looked good in the five on five minutes that he was given. Then, of course, as we had said pri- or, uh, previously, what we, which we had talked about, where he was benched for three games in a row, when he came back into the lineup against the Rangers, uh, it kind of made the rounds on social media that the Rangers broadcast made a point to uh, you know, bring that up and talk about how idiotic it was to bench him in the first place and also to be playing him on the fourth line. So <laughs> yeah. it's been really bad. Uh, Dylan Cousins uh, got in a fight. And now everybody wants to just like send Jack Eichel packing, which is really funny to all the dads out there and Sabres Facebookers. Um, hey, who listen, knows- so as far as fights go, like the, it was a kind of, it was a pretty entertaining fight as far as they go. And, you know, whatever, that's, that's the end of it. All, all the, all, all the, I don't enjoyment want him fighting fight. though. I don't the, want okay, him that's fighting. That's true. That's a separate point. I don't want but him I'm saying, or Eichel or any, I do not want one of my star players trying to punch a dude and end up accidentally breaking his hand and being out for six weeks or something like that. Or having like, his no. face broken. Or his face, whatever. Yeah. Yes. So, but I'm, but anyway, all you get out of a fight is that that's it. That's the beginning of it because now they're down one against the Rangers and cousins is out for five minutes. Not good. Not a good trade-off. Bad. Second, I don't know. Like this fire up the boy shit that didn't even work when I was in high school. They had five that, shots on net in the third period. Yeah, it doesn't. It's stupid. Just think about it for a second. I mean, I'm not going to get too much into it. Stupid. Don't believe that. It doesn't fire up anyone. And it might show you. Like I would equate it to Eichel like destroying his stick every third game for the last right. six years. Like, yeah, it does show me you care, but it doesn't actually do anything. It doesn't help. Not yeah. constructive. Yep. Um, don't hurt yourself. Anyway, another thing, uh, people have been saying recently on Twitter that <clears throat> are the Sabres at rock bottom, but boy, do I have news for you. The Sabres are playing the New York Islanders three times in the next 60 hours. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast on Thursday night, get ready for about, I would say, what do we think? Uh, about eight combined scoring chances from those three games. Taylor, th- it, it gets even worse. Are you ready for the rest of the, their schedule the rest of the month for how bad this is about to get? It goes Islanders, 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 Philly, 
Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Washington, Jersey, Boston, Boston, Rangers, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Boston, Philly, Philly. Realistically, they maybe feel- win three of those games max. Yeah, but that just gets to the, the fact that they suck and everyone in their division's worse than them. The Islanders specifically is I feel like they've already played the Islanders eleven times this year. I've watched it for years of my life. Uh it's awful, awful to watch because the Islanders are really good at what they do and it's really not interesting to watch and they don't really have interesting players outside of Barzell and the Sabres do have interesting players and they're weirdly trying to be the Islanders to, to no success at all. And watching those two things collide, especially combined with how inept the Sabres have been on offense at five on five and how unlucky they've been too. Right. It's just, it's just apps. It's the worst matchup you you could imagine in all of North American sports. And we it have, is. To, it's going to be three <clears throat> times in 60 hours. Just pain. three times. Pain. Oh my God. It that's, abs- they've never played anyone three times in a row in the regular season that I can remember. <laughs> all right, whatever. Have well, fun, everyone. And you know what though, to that point, that goes back to something that we've talked about at length. I think we have on the show. We definitely have on Twitter. <laughs> Good coaches, the the sign to know if a coach is good or not is having the ability to adapt their scheme to the players that they have on the roster. The the burden should not be on your players to try and prove that your system works. The you make a system work by making it conducive to your the strengths of your players. You know, now we're at this this point where you know, people will say, oh, well, continuity, you know, you need to give Kruger a chance. He hasn't been a head coach. I don't care. I don't care. You know, well, he has been a head coach. He has been. Well, exactly. Yeah. Oh, he hasn't had a full season, people. But like, it doesn't matter. I don't need to have him on the bench for two or three full seasons to know that this guy just doesn't have the juice. He doesn't have what it takes. He doesn't. So th- there's kind of an important thing here because it's up to a coach when a player isn't doing what they should be doing or playing up to their talent level or role that like, maybe they have a game off or maybe they move down the lineup or face some other type of consequences. So I understand that obviously Ralph's done a horrific job of that in a lot of ways. One thing we've seen consistently throughout this drought is that veteran players don't get treated the same way as young players. And I think a lot of the time the thinking is that young players might need uh I don't know, a kick in the ass or something like that. Something mentally, like maybe they need a break. Maybe it's too much for them. Maybe they need a night in the box. And you never think that for a veteran. You think, well, just you got to play through it. So with that being said, benching Skinner is a pretty big move. It's considering he's a veteran, former 40 goal scorer. He has 700 games played in the NHL, a $9 million contract. You would think he'd be someone that would be hard to bench. He, I mean, he should be. On the other hand, there's been a lot of guys like Cousins has taken a few games off this year. Middlestat is not even on the taxi squad anymore. I believe he's back in Rochester, which is actually better than the taxi squad, but still he should probably be in the lineup right now. Uh, Every things like that should be in the lineup. Yeah. We could get to that. Yeah. We've seen like guys just really not get their opportunity, even though they've looked better than veterans. The thing that kills me though, here is that if you're going to do that to one veteran and Skinner who deserved it a lot less, there are the veteran. There are other veterans who should be benching. Two of them in particular, and I, I imagine everyone listening knows who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But this week, uh, Zach Parise, who I believe is the captain of the Minnesota Wild, also no, he's not the captain. 
assistant captain who's the captain yes. there? he's got an a he he has an a oh okay um so anyway yeah. he uh he stayed out too long for a shift at the end of a game against the gold Knights. jared spurgeon is their captain by the way wow well, that doesn't speak highly of zach Carize. well there you go also huge huge money and one of their all-time leading goal scorers as a franchise and he stayed out too long for a shift the golden knights tied it and won in overtime and as punishment for that he has to sit now he's not playing well either but he confirmed to the media that it was directly about this this shift issue that he had he didn't leave when his line mates did he he kind of dogged it well he was tired because it was the end of a game and it's too long of a shift he was trying to get marcus felino a hat trick too which was the other problem yes yeah marcus felino's never had a hat trick can you believe that (laughs) shocking truly shocking um so he got benched. Handsome, though. You, can, you can bench a guy with a letter. Mm-hmm. So that means say, say someone who didn't necessarily do that, but has been significantly worse than Zach Parise this year in Kyle Oposo. You can bench him. Mm-hmm. Cody Eakin. Cody Eakin plays on the penalty kill, but I mean, you have a hundred fourth liners. So, I mean, you figure one of them could play on the penalty kill. <laughs> it's, it's not rocket science. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Also, oh, where is Jack Penn on the penalty kill too? I wonder if that's it worked because, last year. I wonder if it's because he plays so much and he plays power play minutes and he might be hurt. Well, that part of it definitely, but yeah. Anyways. Anyway, with that in mind, uh, one of the other things Ralph has done wrong is in, in everyone's mind <laughs> is lineup optimization or, you know, just making lines. So me and Brendan thought we'd give it a shot at making just even for one game lines we'd like to see or things we'd like to try out. Brendan, do you want to go first? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my top line, I think we had talked about this a couple of weeks. Maybe it was with, with when we had Chris on, but my top line, no doubt about it, that this should be the top line right now. Skinner, Eichel, Reinhardt. Again, Olafson just does not work. Um, I can pull up, uh, pull up the number here really quick, but when you look at Eichel and Reinhardt's expected goal differential, um, together as compared to, or with, and without Victor Olofsson, it's a pretty sizable difference. And this isn't anything new. Olofsson has been cratering, you know, whatever line he's been on, uh, at five on five. And so I think I really like those three. I think that, giving Eichel and Skinner some consistent minutes together eventually will get them going. And you'll see Jeff Skinner, who we saw two years ago, or not even just two years ago, the Jeff Skinner that we know that he is, that he has been through his entire career up until these last two seasons. Moving down then, this is where I I get a little bit murky, but I'm just kind of curious about it just for the sake of, of team chaos. But my second line is Taylor Hall centered by Dylan Cousins, and on the other wing, I have Victor Olofsson there. So I personally have been of the belief, and I know this is going to kind of contradict this, but I just wanted to do something for more fun. But I'm of the belief, I think you are too, most people are who share this belief about Victor Olofsson, that his best way of being utilized is getting limited minutes at five on five, say in like a third line role, while you load him up on the power play. I would want Olafson in this scenario. Yes, I have him on the second line, but that's just more so due to the fact of how the roster is constructed right now. But in a perfect world, I want Olafson on my third line with a, a defensively responsible center and 
limited five on five minutes, but I want him out there all two minutes of power plays. Keep him out there the entire time. In this instance, though, just given where the how the roster is, I think I want him there on that second line. Cousins, I think it's time for him to be put in, in the middle and given a shot at center. Um, that's his natural position, and I get that they wanted to have him on the wing to insulate him as he's getting used to being in the NHL and playing up to speed. But the fact of the matter is, is he already is up to speed. He does not look out of place. He does not look like middle stat or like a, a you know just some rookie. He looks good, and he's got the frame and he's got the speed to be an effective center right now, in my opinion. So you keep him and Hall together because I think that they work really well together. Uh, their speed works well with each other too. And having Olafson be there to kind of be that finisher for the other two where they're setting up and making plays. So then my third line, I have Eric Stahl centering Casey Middlestat. And uh, this is like a two-parter, 1A, 1B. And on the other side, either R2 Roostalainen or CJ Smith. So with that, again, putting Cousins at your second line center gives you the flexibility to bump down uh, Stahl a bit. I think that Casey Middlestad has looked better this season in terms of playing a complete game, better than he has at any point in his professional career to date. And I think he deserves to be playing in the lineup night in and night out and night out again, especially considering who is currently taking up spots um, on the four forward line. So I want Middlestad, Stahl, and either Roostalainen or Smith there. Whoever the one that isn't playing will be my extra skater. My fourth line then, Toby Reader, who has been solid and who ended up being a pretty nice addition at a very, very, very modest, reasonable cap hit. In the middle, I have Riley Sheehan. And on the right wing, I have Curtis Lazard. You may be asking yourself, where's Cody Eakin and Kyle Opozo? I shot him to the fucking moon. Get him out of here. They're not on the team. Put Opozo on the taxi squad and keep him there. Same thing goes with Eakin. I have no use for either of them. So, Again, Sheehan and Lazar, they've looked very capable. I mean, granted, when they have Skinner with them, who has been pretty much driving play for that line when they do play together, but they've been fine. You know, for what we're paying them, especially Sheehan too, they've been fine. You put Reader with them, who's been consistent. You have a very standard fourth line that you are deploying normal fourth line minutes to while giving more minutes to your top two and a decent amount uh, in the middle there to that third line. So that's who I have for my forward corps. Who do you got? All right. Well, so I also saw what you saw today uh, with regard to Eichel and Reinhardt playing extremely well together, but not necessarily with Victor Olofsson. Mm -hmm. And my thought with Olofsson is kind of similar to yours. It's that he sucks on five at five on five. Right. He's like as bad as anyone on the team at it. I think someone, I think it would have been Chad D. Dominicus that pointed out on Twitter recently that he's played like more than 700 even strength minutes with Eichel. And he has like six goals in that time. So there's a Brutal. time when I was like, he's not good at five on five, but he can play with Eichel, but not really. The more I see from him, the more I feel like he, all he can do is just stand and set up. I mean, it's more than like say Tage Thompson can do. Um, oh but- yeah. Well, and I think that also, and that's just to quickly interject too, that also goes to the, the fact that we've talked about where so many people have this thought of being like, oh, you could stick anybody with Eichel and they'll be fine. And that's not necessarily true. Not just anyone. Right. But uh, I also think if, if I'm not going to be allowed to do this to make the lines, but if you could do some kind of like uh, Frankenstein surgery where you give Johan Larson, Victor <laughs> Olofsson shot. Wouldn't that be an all-star? 
Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. That'd be awesome. Oh well. Olsen shots one in a I mean, he has it, it's it's incredible. And it's to be completely honest, if he didn't have as good of a shot as he has, is is he an NHL player? No. Yeah. No. Well, there you go. No. Anyway, uh, utilize it though. It could still be a, a, it could still be a useful strength. Yeah. I think they do utilize it. Like he's been really good in the power play. He he's has leading, been, but he's leading the team in points because of his power play. Right. But I, but also by utilizing it, that means putting him in positions where he's not going to be bad at five on five all the time. Anyways. Yeah. Go ahead. Anyway, I have on the first line, I'm keeping Jack and Sam together and they're playing with Toby reader. Uh, so like I said, not anyone can be good with Eichel. Not anyone can work with Eichel and not any line will work, but I think he's someone that could hold his own. He's not someone that, you know, would be necessarily ever a top six player, but he's someone that probably won't drag down a line that has Jack and Sam on it. At least I'm willing to try to see if that's the case. And he's been really good. The minutes he's had, he's been, especially for the money he's making, like they, they sign these stupid contracts with Eakin and Eakin and Gergensen's. And it's like, you could have just had guys like this and whatever. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so the second line, Stahl, Hall, and Cousins have been playing together well. I don't look how Stahl's looked, but I'm willing to – I'm going to kind of wait on my opinion on that one. So that line's look good. I don't really have any interest in breaking it up right now. I thought about moving stuff around. My main thought when putting these lines together, especially the forward lines, was like, this sucks. Nothing makes sense. That's actually what I thought with the defensive pairings and goaltending, frankly. Uh, this was really hard. I don't think th- – I, I, it's really hard to come up with a decent combination of lines here. Uh, with the way handedness left or right, the way people are playing stupid, stupid off season. This is a mess anyway. So that, that is why my third line center is Curtis Lazar. Oh boy. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really see a way around that. I'm going to have him playing with Skinner and Sheehan. I guess that's kind of still the same line. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my idea is that it gets minutes. It's a decent amount of minutes. You're not, you're not benching this line. You're getting Skinner out there a lot as much as you can at five on five. And frankly, the way the top line's playing with the way Jack and Sam, like, I mean, Sam's still kind of producing, but like the way Jack's not really producing at his level, you don't really need to give him that many more minutes than Skinner right now. And then they're both looking to, to break through at five on five. They're, everyone's looking to score. They're scoring with the tank team at five on five right now. So my point is get Skinner minutes at five on five, even if he's going to play with Lazar and Shan. The, the reason I don't think there's a way around that to me is because I don't really want to break up Stall Hall and Cousins. I don't really want to have Cousins at 19 have to try to drive a line. I don't know if he's ready to play center yet. Maybe he is. I don't know what you do at wing that and what you do with Stall. And then I think dropping Stall down with less skilled guys might be a disaster considering how slow he is. So that's, that's my, anyway, the, the real difference comes here on the fourth line. So obviously I moved reader up. So he's gone and I'm calling Casey Middlestad up. I'm calling R2 roots lining up and they are playing with Victor Olofsson on the fourth line. I and like that. that's a gamble, but I think it's an interesting one. That's, I mean, like you, Ekin and Oposo, um, they had an unfortunate accident. <laughs> There's nothing I could do about oh it, God. but they're on the taxi squad now. And the taxi is being driven by Travis Bickle. So <laughs> all bets are off. We'll see what happens. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, I don't want them in the lineup. They're try to, I, God, try to get out of Eakin's contract already if we could. I mean, another year Lord. of that? No way. 
yeah. He is really bad. His with and without years with Kyle Oposo is so bad. They're both so bad. And they're playing on the same line, and they're playing as much or more than Skinner. God, Jesus, Ralph, get your shit together. Chef Skinner, he can do stuff. Like, I honestly don't mind this role for Skinner that much, Like, but you need to give him actual minutes. You need to stop sticking him in the press box, and obviously he needs to, you know, start converting some of these really good chances he's creating into, you know, goals. Mm-hmm. So what do you got on defense? Well, is health out of the question with this? Like, I, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, My no top... McCabe, no Borgen. Wait, what's that? No McCabe or Borgen. Available. You can't? No, they can't play. Well, okay. Fair enough. I guess I was just thinking in like a perfect world, but yeah, well, in a perfect world, I wouldn't be putting Curtis Lazar in the third line. Well, yeah, I'm saying, though, <laughs> well, what are you going to do options that are available? Like, hypothetically speaking, if they were healthy, I would have Will Borgen on the first pair with Rasmus Stalin. But because that is sadly not the case right now, I really don't necessarily know what the best way to go about handling the defense. So my top pair, I have... I, I kept going back and forth between Darlene with either Miller or Yoki Haru. Um, I'm going to go with Miller in this instance. Uh, second pair, Yoki Haru wrist aligning again, totally just a matter of circumstance. And then the third pair pretty much by default, I guess would kind of have to be like Bryson and Irwin. Am I missing anybody? Well, are you benching Montour? Oh, Montour, right. Probably, well, Jesus, yeah, that's even a whole nother problem. Yeah, I mean, I, oh, God. Maybe you go maybe you go Montour and, and Yoki Haru and then Ristolainen and Bryson, I guess. I don't know. It's tough. It's, it's tough. The defense is just really in a not good place right now. And, yeah, I don't know. What do you have for yours? So... Yeah, these these pairings with McCabe and Borgen out are joker fried to say the Horrible. least. Yeah. Um, so one thing that's the real problem here to me is that Ristolainen was playing really well before he got sick. The best he's ever played. And that's not been the case since he came back, at least according to his underlying numbers. He's starting to look more like the guy he used to. Now, that could be because. You know, he had COVID and he had it pretty bad for a few weeks and it took, and maybe he's still getting over it. Maybe he's still getting his legs under him. Definitely plausible. Also plausible though, is he really did well with McCabe kind of covering for him defensively. And McCabe was having his best year as well. Mm-hmm. So a lot of questions there kind of gives me pause. It, it makes me think we need someone who can cover for him. Well, okay. Here's the problem. Darlene Miller and Yoki Haru, who I've liked all at different points have all intermittently, been collapsing uh i don't know i don't know what the phrase for this is that i should be saying i don't know the 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 academic way to put it is they've been shitting their pants intermittently (laughs) so much so that people have been wondering i mean dowling hasn't been all bad but there was a stretch early in the season or let's say during tuesday night's game we're like oh my god what is dowling doing but he hasn't been all bad miller is just kind of a lot of the season been like ugh. I should actually include Montour in that too. Montour mm-hmm. for a stretch. Yoki Haru had to sit down. He, he looked different. I mean, no, well, he looked especially bad earlier in the year. Even still. I mean, none of these guys look good. Never looked good. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going to try this out and see if this works. Uh, Risto playing with Miller. I don't know if Miller's going to defensively cover for him. I would tell him to do that. Mm-hmm. Rough career, but 
Dalhin and Yokiharu, who played together a little bit last year, and that was interesting. Maybe, and this is this is kind of important here, because the coach is on both counts is trying to clip their wings, and you got to let those little birdies fly. I think mm-hmm. so. That would be my goal with that pairing. And then the last one's Bryson Montour, who are playing together right now. Now, the reason I didn't want to put Bryson with Ristolainen is just because I'm not sure if someone at his age can cover for Ristolainen like that. I mean, he's Maybe it's a reverse and you tell Ristolainen he's got to back off and let Bryson do his thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Well, it's not even an age thing. Bryson just has played so few games and he's so inexperienced. I feel like you might want to bring him along slowly and – Still, you're, you're pairing with Montour. I don't know what that is. Risto can't play with Montour. Disaster pairing. Risto Dalin is, I guess, you kind of run into that same problem that I don't, I don't know. I don't know what those guys, I just think maybe Dalin wants to, you know, a quick tangent real quick, because Ralph Kruger has basically stopped Dalin from being the offensive powerhouse that seemed like he was going to be early in his career. Uh, to focus on his quote-unquote principles. And he hasn't seemed to get that mad at Dalene, but he is, Dalene's playing differently under him. And he's looked worse, no doubt about it. There's sometimes where he's looked completely lost. Um, and he also hasn't been as productive. And there's also some luck. His on-ice shooting percentage is hilariously low right now. But like, I think Tuesday's night, Tuesday night's uh, goal early in the game was a great example of, he's not actually that much better in his own zone either. Like it, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Like you did all this. You made him a worse player. Let him do the what he's good off. at. Yeah. It didn't pay off. Like I, I would, I'd love to see him be better in his own zone too. Like, so that's something else you're screwing up, but I've noticed this weird thing. Like what he did when he was skating backwards forever and let, let just let him go by basically. It was Lafreniere, I believe. Mm-hmm. So a couple of weeks ago, I don't remember if this is before or after the pause, there was like a late goal scored. I think it was the Capitals that scored. It might've been Tom Wilson. I don't remember who it was came down like the right side along the boards coming into the zone. And Darlene kind of didn't really cut off. I mean, he kind of skated backwards, same thing. And he scored and it was a horrible goal uh, by Hutton. And I think me and someone else like said something about Darlene first before noting like, Oh, Hutton, Jesus. And then once people got mad at people who were saying like, what are you talking about Darlene? And it wasn't about what he did. Cause he did cut off positioning pretty well. It was near the end of a period. He didn't really give him a lane to get in, but it was just such a weird way to look at it. Cause it was just him skating backwards in a straight line, not even turning while the person is by him. Yeah. By the boards with like no time left, but still it's a really weird habit he has. And I wish he would stop doing it. I don't know. It's very mm-hmm. strange, but it just leads me to believe that he's actually not good at uh He's still not good in his own zone. He doesn't know what he's doing. So you might as well just let him go off. Yeah. I mean, also too, for what it's worth, this is getting a little bit off topic here, I guess, but whether it's Darlene or a number of the other guys who we're talking about, a lot of people have been saying that you don't want to fire Ralph Kruger or a coach in the middle of the season, this, that, and the other to me right now is the time where you have to do it. Because of the fact that you have an extension waiting in the wings for Darlene that you're going to need to figure out. And I'll be honest, I have no idea how you're going to be able to accurately figure out what his market value is going to be. Like, I don't even know where I would begin to guess. So wouldn't it make sense to get Kruger out of here, cut the cord, get a new coach in and see, okay, was it actually just Kruger that's making him play like this? Or is something actually up with him? Because then that brings you into a position where you're wondering, where you have to figure out, 
is this guy a part of the future? Like, to what extent is he going to be a part of the future? How much are we trying to invest in him? This is such a pivotal offseason. And to be honest, they kicked most of the important stuff that they had to do this offseason to the next two offseasons. You're going to have a Reinhardt extension to deal with. You're going to have Darlene. You're going to have to figure it out if, it, if you're going to re-sign Taylor Hall or not. Clearly, Hall has not looked that good. Wouldn't you want to try and get a new coach in to see if you can find a, like somebody who can make these guys tick so you can actually know whether or not, okay, maybe Darlene isn't what we thought or you know, Hall really isn't the right move as compared to just taking a shot on it and just trying to, to guess out how Darlene's going to, how he's going to pan out over the next, you know, five, six, seven, or eight years. It, it just, to me, like, this is the time to do it. Figure out what, like the season shot, let's be real here. They are not making the playoffs. They're not even going to come close to sniffing it. So to me at this point, the rest of the season needs to solely be about player evaluation and who is going to be a part of the team next season because next season needs to be where everybody's mind is at this year's done like they're not coming back they're bad they're going to continue to be bad but can you find somebody who could maybe make the guys who are uncharacteristically playing poorly get them to turn that around i i I mean that's just me and i understand where people come from when they say oh well just like the difficulties that come with switching a coach mid-season but again Teams do it all the time, and in a good amount of cases, it works. The Blues, the St. Louis Blues did that, and they ended up winning a Stanley Cup. The Penguins did it, and they won a cup. Like, at the very least, see if there's something more. See if Darlene has something more, or Hall, or any of these dudes, so that you could figure out what your plan's going to be. It just, to me, it's mind-boggling that it hasn't happened yet. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I know I said before, like, I'm rooting for them to lose. But it's the truth. I don't want Kruger to be the coach of this team. And whatever needs to happen to make that a reality sooner rather than later, whatever it is, then make it happen. Because that is like the long-term future of the team and next season is far more important than preserving Ralph Kruger's status on this team. True. All right. So thinking about this. Do we want to move on to our next segment? Cause that kind of leads nicely into what we have next. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, do you want to introduce this actually? Sure. Um, so uh, earlier this week, actually, it would have been um, Joe Marino, who is a, uh, a writer or a contributor for the charging Buffalo love the charging Buffalo We've had uh, a bunch of uh, pals on the show before from them. He had created a quiz on Sporkle, which was also great because I've spent I, just in elementary school and in high school way too much time on this website, uh, asking how many drought-era Sabres you can name in 10 minutes. There's 159 players, and so people, you included, Taylor, went ahead and did that. I held off on doing it because I thought it could have been a cool thing for us to maybe do like live on, well, not necessarily live, but live for us on the podcast right now. So Taylor, do you want to talk about your experience doing the quiz? Yes. So I got a 92. Nice. Um, So here's my main thing uh, with Joe's thing. Great idea. Sure. You put a lot of work into it. 10 minutes is insane. It's, it's a player less than every four seconds. I think if I was doing the math correctly. Wow. Yeah which so that's impossible 
In fact, I, I, I like, like you, I've done a ton of Sporkle quizzes. I think the longest one I've done is like 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the longest one I've done is probably 20 minutes. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was even 159 names, maybe. Uh, so I think like this needed to be 20 and maybe 25, but probably mm-hmm. 20 is probably the length. That's the length you usually do in the longest ones. Like 10 minutes was just way, just not even close to enough time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I got 92. There's a bunch. I probably, I just, I just didn't have time to go through names in my head because I mean, there's so many guys, so many teams in that time now, mm-hmm. but I, I thought 92 was solid for the time. 92 is definitely solid. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's only, I went through the names after obviously, and there's like maybe six guys I didn't recognize at all, but like 50 guys where I was like, Oh yeah, you don't remember anything <laughs> about you. You definitely existed, but. So how do we want to do this then? I, Cause I'm going to have to be going like really fast on this. Do you want me to just like say the guy's names as I go? And then you give commentary on guys while I'm just trying to fill out names. Yeah, let's do it. So maybe we'll do that then. I'll just go through. Once I say a name, you jump in, talk about the player. I'll keep going and then I'll catch you up with where I'm at. Okay. All right, cool. Are we ready? I'm going to start the timer right now. Ready? Yep. Here we go. All right. I can do last names only, right? Eichel, Reinhardt, Opozo, Larson. Similar guys. Gergensons, uh, Hutton, Allmark, Darlene, Ristolainen, McCabe, Kanopka. um, I got him too. Ennis, D'Agostini. Dag. Oh man. Wait, D. Oh, I got it. Okay, cool. Um, Hall. Uh, Jesus. Stahl. Cousins. Middlestats. O'Reilly. Uh, Montour. Miller. Irwin. Yeah, you're killing uh, it. I'm doing, I'm trying. Uh, let's see. Pominville. Oh, I spelled that wrong. That's a tough one. There's a few tough ones, obviously, oh, with hockey. Boy. Pominville uh, was both at the beginning of the drought and then came back in the middle. I mean, the drought uh, has outlasted him. Dude, this is tough. I'm not going to spell this dude's name. Oh, there we go. I got it. Okay. Uh, Vanek. Um, yeah. Miller, right? No? You already said Miller. Oh, right. Okay. Steve Ott. Um, That's right. Steve Ott. Oh. Captain, former captain, Steve Ott. Former captain. Oh, of, of course, Ryan O'Reilly. Did I say him already? I might no, I don't think so. But Did I spell his name wrong? Selkie winner, Con Smythe winner. Oh. Guitar oh. player, Tim Hortons right. crash, crasher into. Why is he not? Are, am I not allowed to use? Uh... What the what hell? apostrophes why can't i spell this correctly are you are you sure using an apostrophe and not a quote mark oh wait am i i don't know i thought i would yeah no because the quote mark is two how are you spelling it o apostrophe r e i l l y yeah are you sure it's not in already did i already do it i might have you know what i think i did yep i did both o'reilly's cal Cal too yeah that's right um, Kale. Okay, let's figure this out here. Let's get back to it. Davidson, another one. Asplund, um, Bryson Martin. <laughs> right? Isn't he? No, he played. I don't know, man. 
who the hell am I thinking of then for an Amherst defenseman? Anyways, all right, I got to get back to this here. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Why is this so? Okay, Robin Lehner, Evander Kane. Um, Hell yeah, the Murray guys. Oh yeah, baby. Let's see who else we got from from that era. Even before the the Rolston era, I wonder who else. Oh my. Oh God. wait, does this have? Wait. A curse time. Skinner, Will Borgen. Uh, let's see here. Oh, does this have the players' numbers with it? Yeah. I'm not a numbers guy. Yoken so Hack. Okay, Yoken Hash. Okay. Uh, Gostad. Yup. Okay. There we go. Now we're moving here. Felino. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Oh man, there's no way I'm gonna spell Rob Niedermeyer right. Uh, you can look up spelling. I think. Oh really? Oh, yeah. dude. All right. I, I don't consider that cheating in Sporkle. If you know the name and you just need help with the spelling, that's not cool. against the spirit of the of the rules. But anyway, I know how to spell Rob Niedermeyer's name. R-I-E-D-E-R-M-E-M-A. That's what it is. Yep. Rob Nieder, John Mayer. The good Niedermeyer brother, people say. I would say so, right? Yeah, I mean, he's the is one. He not where... one of these sabers? Oh, uh, you know what? No, because he was his team made the playoffs. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they made the playoffs Good. that year. Well, all right, how about Luke Adam? Yeah, he should be on there. Oh yeah. Um, let's see here. No, not him. Chris Butler was was gone. Mike Weber. Yep. Uh, oh boy. Who else? Marcus Johansson. Big um, trash. Yeah, <laughs> true. Patrick Coletta. Um, let's think of some goalies. I gotta know some some more goalies here. Who the heck else? Uh, Enroth. Um, Neuverth. Here we go. Um, Brian Flynn. Uh, Nathan Gerby. What are we at time-wise now? Grigorenko. Oh, I'm doing so bad with time. Oh, my God. I'm at, like, 440 left. Um, Zadorov. Myers. Uh, Talinder. Yep. Um, Jordan Leopold. Billy Leno. Uh, Erhoff, right? Yes. How the hell do you spell his name now? Oh man, I've is been thinking. H R H O F. That's what it is. What is it? E H. Okay, yeah, I got it. All yep. uh, right. Oh my god, this is brutal. Okay, I gotta like click it into gear here. Um, I did Zadorov. I did. I did Gergensen's. Uh, did I do Gergensen's actually? Yeah, Gregorenko. Did him. Um, oh my God, Taylor. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, oh, Riley Sheehan. Duh. Did I say him already? I don't know. Do you, it, I think the list is chronological, so you should be able to see if you have everyone from this year's team. Oh my God. That is very, very helpful. Okay. 
Sabatka, Berglund. Um, who the heck else am I missing here? Um, Okay. Uh, oof. Do you, have, do you have everyone from the O'Reilly trade? I, I do now. Um, That's right. You got Tom's Tageson. Tom's Tageson. Love him. Love him. Oh, boy. We got to pick it up here. Oh, my God. I'm at like two and a half left. Okay. Um, let's see. No, it wouldn't be. Oh my God, Taylor, this is really, really difficult. Um, did him? Mm, who the? F How many did you get right on this? Ninety-two. Good Lord, it's the ten-minute thing is like screwing me up. I just really oh Joel Armia, right? That's right. Um, Played one game as a saber. Wow. Mark Pesek. That's right. Venus Allmark, right? Um, Nathan Lewin. Right. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, there we go. Got that. Other random goalies, random goalies, random goalies, random goalies, random goalies. Connor Knapp. Right? Connor Did Knapp. He... I got Connor Knapp too. Yeah, I believe he played one game. Hell yeah. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. Kevin Porter, right? He's one of the older guys who was that's right, Kevin Porter Jr. of the Houston Rockets. Wow, Kevin Tim Schaller, yep. Um, Tim Schauer, that's correct. Oh, oh my god, dude, this is brutal. Uh, oh, Justin Bailey, right? Yep, Baptiste, then Hudson Fashing uh cj smith let's think of more guys that the sabers wasted um oh wait oh yeah andre makarov there we go baby um easy mac john scott oh dude i'm screwing up so bad uh oh my god oh my god oh my god wait what oh wait Um, hmm, Braden McNabb, uh, Delorier, then. Oh, I have just no idea how to spell this name. Wait, uh, I believe he's D E S L A U R I E S. I E R S. There we go. Um, 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 um. let's see here. Molson, right? Molson, Chris. Stewart, right? Um, oh, God almighty. Uh, Conacher, Gianta. Oh, man. Dude, you're right. I did need more time than this. Ugh. Are you done? Yeah. How was that 10 minutes already? I know, right? How many did you get? Ugh, 80. That's not bad, though. It's more than half. No, that's bad. There's so many names I should have had. Oh, my God. Oh, this is brutal. Hodgson, Brad Boys, our boy. Your boy. <laughs> Nylander. Oh, Jesus. 
dude yeah. if, if i if this would have been 15 minutes i damn i wasn't i guess i just wasn't ready i i really tried to like not think about any of the guys beforehand didn't like try and jog my memory or anything like that and oof well let's think about this with 80 that means you got eight a minute which means you got one every seven and a half seconds yeah i guess You're saying that that's not a bad effort it's not it's not so joe someone asked him how many he got on his first try and this is the person who created the quiz mm-hmm. I, I don't think i don't know joe we don't you don't know joe do you no i just no. don't from twitter uh that he only got 123 it's and like he... well you created the quiz so maybe maybe <laughs> maybe 15 or 20 minutes would have helped that's fair actually that would be a fun exercise i'd be curious to know how many i would be able to get on the second time around yeah well Maybe we should do that sometime. Maybe you and I can like at the same time, we'll do it and try and like, we'll start at the same time and see whoever has more at the end. All right. Yeah, that works. That could be fun. Should we head to our our last segment before our our close off? I think that should be our last segment. You want that to be? Okay, we could do that. Cool. All right. So we, we had a segment in mind. It's a, a peek behind the curtain, but while we were, talking i had some good ideas for it i think it needs to be a longer segment that's okay all right what's your recommendation for the week then uh the movie upgrade directed by lee winnell who recently directed invisible man came out in like 2018 horror sci-fi action okay a little a lot bit going of on great watch it's either on netflix or hbo i don't remember but you know you figure it out i guess tell me what's the plot like Ooh, man has turned into machine Ooh, against his will Never been done before. Yeah, not like this it hasn't. Okay. Not cool. by Lee Winnell. No, it's, it's an interesting movie. Like, you know, a guy gets in an accident. Uh, he ha- His body is turned basically into tech to save him. But then okay. that tech, you know, can take over his body. And then what happens? I guess we'll find out. Dum, dum, dum. I guess you'll uh, find out. I already know. <laughs> fair enough. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, watch that one. What did you say? It's on HBO. It's probably on HBO. I think. Okay. Anyway, Brendan, have you ever given any consideration to watching any of my uh, recommendations? I have. <laughs> I've given them consideration. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what I think needs that? I think we need to like hang out and like watch it together so that you can kind of give me commentary for things that maybe I miss or maybe it's just because i that would be like the kick in the ass i need to actually do it all right i owe you one though since you listened to isaiah rashad have you listened to any of my other recommendations besides that uh i probably not i don't listen to a lot of stuff but i might have and that is where you and i differ my friend and that that's that's quite all right well (laughs) i'm sorry i haven't watched any of the scary movies that you recommend (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is not, not my thing scary. man <laughs> not all scary well uh, anyway what's your recommendation all right i'm gonna go with an album again and i'm gonna go uh to continue trying to switch it up i'm gonna go with a rap album that came out last year rtj4 run the jewels Ooh, is new album i have um, listened to that yeah pretty great huh yeah good stuff it is awesome it was so perfectly timed too with when it came out just because it was right around the time it was in the summer i think so it was while black lives uh, matter protests were happening yeah, it was, it was a little bit before but it no, was you're right it was summer okay yeah so while like black lives matter protests are uh, happening all over the world and it just 
was it just so perfectly in my opinion like captured the moment i mean it was rare that there was a protest that i went to that that album i wasn't being played at some point or just like me listening to it on the way to driving to one um but killer mike lp they just two incredible rappers in their own right uh respectively two very different styles but it, it works together really well and it is a maybe we have talked about this before because or maybe you and i just had a conversation about this i don't think i've used this as my recommendation yet. no you haven't I don't yeah know. but dude I, I have no idea how it was not nominated for best out al- best rap album at the grammys just uh, it's the grammys ridiculous but one thing i will say though closing off this portion of the segment while we're talking about great albums Tomorrow, well, actually, it will be today, the time that everybody is listening to this right now, uh, our friends Kevin and TJ from Between Two Rebuilds will be dropping their newest episode, the second episode of their new podcast, which I had the pleasure of joining them on. Uh, We talked about the first and most recent Strokes album. And speaking of Grammys, their album, The New Abnormal, is up for Best Rock Album at the Grammys this year. It should win, objectively speaking, and very, very subjectively. But... um, yeah, last Saturday night, uh, I hopped on a call with with them, uh, with those two. We talked for a, a while just about music. Um, I definitely may have had a couple of drinks before, so there's probably a lot of incoherent music rambling, which like anybody who's ever hung out with me, Taylor, I'm sure you can attest to this. Like, no, it's a it's a blessing and a curse because it's really it was so much fun. But I think I was like so caught up in the moment of being excited that somebody asked me to talk about my favorite band like this, that I forgot a bunch of the stuff that I wanted to say. So uh, either way though, it was really great. Very, very fun time. They're doing a really, really cool thing with this um, new podcast. So so give that a follow and, and go check it out. And also listen to the Strokes new album because I give a lot of recommendations for music that I like, like Run the Jewels, like I love them. All of the recommendations I give are just like albums that I really love, but the Strokes are a little bit different. And this album really means a lot to me. Like it, in my opinion, it really should win. I have a tattoo of lyrics from the album. Like it, it was amazing. Um, so yeah, listen to it. If you're listening, check it out. Let me know what you think. If you liked it or not, I think it's a really great album. So I'd be curious to, to hear what everyone thinks and, and watch Taylor's movies and let him know what you think too. So he doesn't question you yes. like he does me <laughs> between two rebuilds. Have me on. I won't talk about music. Uh, they should have you on to talk about a movie. Yeah. That'd be, <laughs> that'd actually be great. <laughs> they should have you on to talk about the Halloween franchise. Hmm. You'd be able to go crazy with that yeah hmm that would be cool they actually we were talking about it too great guys and also they just i think knew that i was very hyped but they were saying too that they wanted to have me back on might talk a maybe a beatles album next time another band that i'm i'm super super into so uh i would like to see you on there though talking about movies like Hmm. the halloween franchise and you would just be like a match made in heaven yeah, but do they give a shit about that? I feel like I could just I don't go. Know. Yeah. It's hmm. pretty famous. I mean, Find that's out. not like you're saying something like some random off-brand or, you know, like out there kind of thing. We'll see. Now we're going to know if they listen to this episode or not. We I'm will. We will. A yes, or, a yes or no or hell no or blocked Our, on Twitter. Who's to say? If you if you guys don't tweet at, if you're li- if you're not listening right now, but if you are, if you are listening, tweet at us. And if you aren't, our friendship is over forever and we will never welcome yeah, you. And no one tip them off. 
Nobody tell them. No one. No. Yeah, nobody do it. Nobody do it. All right, Taylor, who's your random Sabres player of the episode? Jordan Leopold. Oh, Jordan, Jordan Leopold. Yeah, because he's the last Sabres defenseman to score 10 goals, I'm pretty sure. Good God. <laughs> I that think he is. So depressing. 10 years All right, ago. I'm going to go with uh, Jason Kasdorf. Speaking of the Winnipeg Jets and Evander Kane. Yeah. Throwing in the trade. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Not good. All right, Taylor. Well, any last thoughts then before we sign off for the evening slash day? Nope. No, nothing to say about the Sabres and the Islanders. What can I say about the Sabres that hasn't already been said in Leviticus? Oh, well said. Well said, my friend. All right, everybody. Well, this has been another episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and Buffalo Fanatics, the Hockey Podcast Network. 31 teams, 31 shows with all the hockey content you're looking for. Actually, again, I needed to get in the habit of rephrasing this. It's 30 teams, 31 shows because we're not counting the Sabres as a team. They do not qualify as a hockey franchise. Absolutely. Goddamn not. Um but make sure you're checking out all the other uh, hockey teams, uh, respective shows. Check out everybody else too, especially in our division. There's some really great shows. Uh, you know, we're, we're Twitter buds with uh, the fellas from the Devils podcast, as well as from the Penguins one, but also to Flyers, Rangers, Bruins, uh, Caps. That's everybody in the division, right? Check them all out. See what they're up to. See what it's like to have a hockey team that actually is like in contention for something once in a while. Uh, but yeah, 31 teams, 31 shows. It's where it's at. Plus a ton of extra great content too, when it comes to other podcasts outside of the 31 teams. Uh, and then we are also presented by Buffalo fanatics. So we now know since the JJ Watt saga has come to an end, he will not be a Buffalo bill. He wanted to go hang with Deandre Hopkins in Arizona to go eight and eight this season, which is fine, whatever he wants to do. But all that means folks is Johnu Smith watches on. Uh, and Buffalo fanatics is where it's at to get all the latest bills, news notes, and everything else that you're looking for. Anything else you're looking to consume bills wise, Taylor, who do you, uh, who are some, anybody come to mind for, uh, off season targets for the bills? Hmm. Other than John U. Smith or Kyle. No, it's been a big relief. I don't really, I'll just get excited by whoever they sign. I want them to sign Richard Sherman. Ooh, I, I would like that too, obviously, but I just mean like, I just trust the guys now. So it's not yeah. like I like, and there's no like real need for like a Hail Mary type signing. So just like, you know, we don't got to dream no more, man. Yeah. It's like, you can actually enjoy the team and not have to like have a podcast about it to keep your interest in it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> not that we would know anything about that. No, of course not. <laughs> Definitely not. But yeah, make sure you're checking out Buffalo fanatics, everybody, and make sure you're checking out, uh, both the Hockey Podcast Network and Buffalo Fanatics on their respective social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and wherever you're streaming your podcasts. And make sure you're also following us on, sh- on social, on Facebook and Twitter, uh, excuse me, Facebook and Instagram at Straight Up Sabres and on Twitter at Straight Sabres. Uh, even though things are going horribly, we've been tweeting a lot lately and it's been really fun. So we're going to just keep doing that. We usually live tweet during the games. Um, so yeah, make sure you're following tweet at us. We always love interacting and chatting with people, whether it's, uh, any, any of the platforms for that matter, but for the most part, Twitter. So make sure you're following us and, uh, keep it in touch because we love chatting with you and we appreciate everybody listening. So once again, everybody, this has been another episode of straight up savers. 